This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. feels like, uh, I don't know what day of the week it feels like, but it uh, doesn't feel like Monday. So we just got done with practice. Uh, it was a normal Tuesday for us and uh, went well. And so probably got about as many guys as we've had all year practicing, I think, out there today. So I think it might be the most guys we've had on the practice field ever since I've been here. So that was good. Doesn't mean everyone's ready to play, um, but good feeling seeing those guys, good energy, good excitement. So was a was a great week I think mentally and physically to refresh probably for the coaches just as much as the players but uh good uh good energy and uh you know off to a great week so questions how's Eddie doing good Eddie was uh out there in pads today and uh, I think you know you hear that and you're like oh he's gonna be ready to go and I think it's just a matter of you know he's got to still work through you know this is the first time he's really moved around there and in football movements and so um i would put him as a a week to week you know um you know there's got to be confidence that's uh built up there's also just uh the physical piece you know as far as him getting used to that and you know these guys have been training all year long and at a high intensity level and so um you know he does that as well in the areas he could um since uh, since the injury happened but uh, uh it was good to see him out there that's for sure in the self-scouting part of the bye weeks, what did you learn that you hadn't noticed going through week to week that you can take moving forward the rest of the season? Yeah, I think our staff uh, does a really good job. Actually, I mean, we're self-scouting every week. Um, you know, what, there's different pieces of our staff that do that, uh, our quality control coaches and analysts. And so um, I don't think each week there's, there's much that uh, – we don't know about ourselves. I think you break it down maybe a few more ways, you know, maybe it's the last couple games or, you know, however you haven't looked at it in the past just to, to make sure you're, you're on it. But um, I think we have a pretty good indication of who we are and um, how people perceive us. Um, I think there were some things in the middle of the, the year, especially as pe- people were looking at us and how to attack our offense, um, you know, that were different than probably what we would have thought people would have done. So, um, you know, you just make those adjustments and you learn along the way. But every, I think a lot of times it's about the people you're playing um, and what they do best and how they want to match up to you with uh, what they have as well. How did Mish Powell come out of the game and, and go through the week and stuff after playing for the first time in a while? Yeah, no, he's doing well. He's out there. Uh, really, 
I guess um, I have no concerns. Um, you know, I think that first week, last week, afterwards, you know, just the recovery was was different than um, you know than than normal. But uh, he's he's out there practicing, and just uh, is important to have him from a leadership and just consistency. You know, um, he's a good communicator. Um, he's intelligent, and um, you know knows our defense from all the reps he banked in the spring and in the in the fall uh, during camp. And so, um, you know, just more of those pieces that you can put in place. A, a guy like Mish and, of course, Asa has been back now for a couple of weeks. Um, those guys working together um, just give you a lot of stability. Getting back to Eddie, is he had 100% with no restrictions, pitch count limited? Um, it, I think, uh, yeah, he's out there in pads. And so uh, he, he did very little you know, of the, I mean, you start with like the seven on seven where there's less contact and you cut, you're working through that. And so um, there's definitely, yeah, there's, he, he couldn't go out there and just do every rep right now. That's not the case. So I think it's again, week to week. Um, th- there may, it just as it goes along, a couple ways we can use him, um, you know, try to get him out there for a few snaps. But uh, I would hope that for sure, the next week is uh, when against Oregon is when uh, we'd for sure see him. Does he look like an elite player to you when you see him finding pads? Yeah, you can tell just the body type and everything that uh, once he gets gets uh, you know again you, you forget you don't realize that he's been tra- hasn't really trained you know like the rest of the team has, um, but you can tell that uh, you know the way he moves and just his body type and his size and. Um, there's a confidence I think certain guys move with that uh, he certainly has. And so um, having him out there, I think, is great for his psyche, but also our teams, you know, and t- taking a couple of reps out there. But I'm sure it'll take a little while to knock the rust off, too. What your offense and what you guys do, um, does anything shift or do you, how much do you consider the weather getting worse here? Well, obviously we're entering, mm-hmm. you know, inevitability for Seattle where it's going to be wet. Um, yeah. Frequently, does that come into consideration, or how much do you plan for that? Yeah, I, th- I think it does. Um, you certainly have to have uh, different different plans and um, different ways to attack, and and we have all those things built in our offense. It's just a matter of which direction you focus on it a little bit more, and you add to uh, what you already do. But um, I mean, really, it's the same offense that that we've run for twenty years. You know, it's just that you're fo- you know right now because we have such a great skill set and have had so much success in the passing game, you, you call a few more of those. But um, we can get high percentage passes and find ways to get the ball to our best skill players and, um, you know, in different ways. And so, you know, we'll certainly always be ready for that uh, here in the next, uh, you know, four weeks as we go through November. What was the real focus through the bye, not just from the team perspective, but maybe one offense and one defense as well? Um, I, th- I think uh, I think a lot of it is just mentally refreshing. Um, you know, we took some reps, uh, ones versus ones, twos versus twos, and so forth, uh, just to stay sharp, play fast. You- you're trying not to put too much stuff in. The coaches are on the road, you know, a lot. And so, um, you know, we weren't really game planning early part of the week. Uh, we did that at the end um, after we got back. And then actually coaches went on the road again for Friday's games. Um, but I think it's just a matter of playing fast and especially with the guys that are coming back, building them back into the group and getting them the reps just to even in our base stuff. You know, um, you're trying to clean some things up that um, you know you need to have uh, in your packages, 
um, both sides of the ball. And so we're trying to clean those things up just a little bit uh, um, to make sure that, you know, uh, we're ready to go for those looks and those things that maybe people have attacked us on in the weeks past that we'll continue to do. How much does that evolve your bye week through the years? You know, how to handle your bye week? How has it evolved? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think they're used to probably be more, um, you know, we're, we're playing enough younger guys. Um, and I think also with the redshirting rules, you know, we're, there's some guys that are working into different rotations and have played in some games. Um, I remember we used to do the the, uh, the freshman Super Bowl, you know, and every week you used to have this scrimmage on Sunday and then, you know, bye week or towards the end of the year, depending on when the bye week was, you'd have this massive scrimmage and it was fun. And we find different ways to kind of have that type of fun. Um, you know, and energy and, um, but it, I think there's less that less than less of that, uh, for us anyway, just because we have some freshmen that are already involved in playing on Saturdays and have been mixed in with, uh, the plan and, um, we need to keep them healthy too. And so getting crazy and having a full out scrimmage with just your young guys, uh, wasn't something that we did this week. You previously mentioned that during the bye week, it'd be an opportunity for some younger guys to get increased yep. reps during practice. Can you talk about that a little bit? Maybe some guys who jumped out and maybe surprised or really increased. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same. I mean, you know, some of the guys are just coming back, but I think a guy like Javon Parker, these reps are are big. You know, just uh, getting some chances against uh, our offense. Uh, um, you know, you're seeing uh, the running backs. I think continuing to, uh, you know, get their reps. They're coming back from injury, and most all, a lot of them are playing. You know, so. Um, you know, Tristan hasn't played the last couple of weeks uh, just with being dinged up. So it was hard to get him out there. And, uh, you know, he's working back in slowly here, too. So um, is there anyone else in particular you're wondering about? Or? Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, yeah. And, and we're working all those guys uh, in, um, you know, Coach Grubb's done a really good job, I think, of trying to get Sam in particular. You know, I think you look at Sam and Dylan, how can you get them more reps? And, and they certainly got that. We did a two-minute drill you know, last week and, uh, you know, those guys each got their chances in different move the ball sessions or two minute. And, um, you know, that's, that's really helpful and great learning experiences for them. So yeah, exactly. Those would be two guys that, uh, I think benefit from a, a bye week. He, uh, he is not in an action yet, uh, but he is back practicing now for the first time here this last week. So, yeah. Chance like Eddie to play somehow, somewhere. For Demario, yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't anticipate him. Uh, I, yeah, I mean week to week, and I wouldn't expect Demario this week at so all. Uh, yeah, probably, probably going to be end up. Yeah, with uh, just how many games are left. Yeah, doing the math there. Yeah. What does Oregon State do that's kind of unique? I think that one thing that's been impressive with uh, Oregon State is how they've really found their identity I think as a team um, I think offensively defensively you split it up but as a team over the last couple of weeks they've they've you know really won the turnover margin or you know I think it was uh, maybe zero to zero in one of those games a few weeks back but uh, you know when you look at the games they lost uh, they were turning it over you know four interceptions in two games back to back and um, I think controlling the ball and it starts with them I think being physical and being able to run the football um, which allows them to, you know, be able to work in their play action pass and, 
and uh, Nakeds and, and Gull Branson's done a good job of you know taking care of it and uh, you know he's managing the game well and so their identity I think you know offensively has really helped them and um, complemented what they do defensively already which is play physical and uh, you know try to find those uh, opportune times to get takeaways so um, overall they're just a solid team and so their identity I think is the biggest thing. You've got um, QB commits in 2023 and 2024. I know you can't mention those guys' yep. names, but I'm curious with the current recruiting landscape where five-star quarterbacks are getting six or seven-figure deals or whatever it may be, does the NIL era change the way you approach recruiting quarterbacks specifically when there are those factors that come into play as well? Um, I think No, I think we're still going to go after the top quarterbacks. I feel like we've done that, you know. The ones that we feel really good about that can come in here and be great. Um, I could be more fired up about the quarterbacks we come, got coming into our program here in the years to come. So um, they'll get their opportunities with NIL uh, for sure. You know, I'm already seeing that. And, um, you know, I think, it, you know, with our, with our current roster, you know. And so um, I think it's only going to become bigger and bigger. Um, we're, I think, becoming more you know, in the NIL game each and every week, each and every month. Um, and uh, it's cool seeing our guys. I know even this last week get opportunities, you know, on a bye week, uh, you know, that, um, you know, continue to grow what the NIL opportunity is for our team. So um, I think the, the quarterback piece is is going to be huge for us because that that's going to be someone who's uh, got a big name and doing a lot of things in our program, as you can see with Mike this year. Defensive secondary has been beat up all year. You know, I know you got some guys back last week, but then this bye week, how healthy are you back there? And how big of a difference does that make having guys back to be able to practice? And are you 100% back there yet? Yeah, I think we're going to be starting uh, the team, the, the, the team of guys, uh, the four defensive backs that uh, we intentionally thought would be the guys uh, in week one. Um, and they were in week one. But soon after that, it kind of started falling apart. So, um, you know, Mish and Jordan at corner and AC and, and uh, Asa, you know, at safety uh, with some guys rotating in, you know, Dom was out. So Dom, expect Dom back. And, you know, that allows Cam Fab to kind of move around between safety and nickel. So, or the Husky position for us. So we're getting back in those reps. I think you can just see the wear and tear is already less in a week of practice, um, even through the bye week, um, having all those guys rotate in some more healthy bodies. Is it more just the t- a t- I don't know how to say this, but the struggles you've had back there, has that been because of the lack of bodies and the lack of continuity, or is it just some things that needed to be cleaned up scheme-wise, schematically, and fundamental-wise? Yeah, I think it starts with the, the bodies and the continuity. I mean, you're trying to... And, and there's some guys that were being thrown in there that, you know, really weren't expected uh, early in camp to, to be guys who needed to start for sure. Um, and so, you know, you don't even – you're adjusting your schemes based on the skill set, you know, to try to fit just what you could do best, you know. And unfortunately, sometimes that isn't even what you, you want to do in attacking opposing offense, just – you know, it's it's uh, maybe just playing base defense, you know, just playing base. And at some point, good offenses like we've seen over the course of this year, um, they figure you out. You know, they figure out, you know, which guys can do things and how you're trying to play it. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a little more flexibility with that now, I think, with uh, these guys that 
can do more things uh, well. What what makes Martinez uh, a threat for Oregon State? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just I mean, just get you know, solid all around. I don't know. I don't want to get into too much, uh, you know, on him. I think we've been focusing more on us uh, for the most part. But I mean, he's you know, he's just been solid all around, you know. So. Did you open to see the Fresno State game Saturday? Um, oh yeah, um, yeah. I saw parts of it. Saw parts of it. I uh, didn't see all of it. I saw the end. I saw the ending. So yeah, I did see. It. Pretty happy for those guys. A um, lot of good guys, obviously. Guys that uh, I'm always going to be rooting for. You know, the fan base and the coaching staff. A lot of good friends there. How do you feel the running back is coming along? It's obviously, you know, Wayne's been the guy. He had the drops of cow. CD's kind of been emerging. Where are you seeing the guys coming behind him, like Sam? Behind who? Cam Cam kind of pushing for that second. Uh huh. And and Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot of it's been uh, who's healthy. Rich, you know, obviously had a big play and and had some moments in the Cal game and um, Sam as well. You know, Sam uh, brings some things. So it's been you know even more competitive now. Uh, it was kind of headed that way, and then after the ASU game. Uh, you know, we lost some guys there. And so uh, getting back to where we were kind of going into that week. And so it's, it's super competitive and guys are, you know, really trying to make sure they understand the game plan. So there's, there's not those mental mistakes in practice where they you know they're gaining the trust of our coaching staff. Yeah, we didn't see Wayne in the second half of the Cal game. Um, I assume that was because of the just drops or just maybe you need a timeout or whatever. So you just go back to his starting yeah. this game on Friday. Yeah, and yeah, and just uh, it just seemed to be more CDs night than Wayne, and um, you know he got the hot hand, and, and those two guys, I think, you know whoever starts, it's more about like just how are we gonna play those two and start with those two guys together, um, you know, at the running back spot. Wayne, I think, usually gets us off to just a good solid start. You know, he's consistent, and it just wasn't his night uh, early on um, against Cal. But it doesn't mean that we don't got a lot of confidence in him and that uh, all the banked, uh, you know, just uh, not experience, but production that he's had, you know, it means something. And uh, CD, uh, doing a great job. He's, you know, probably our most explosive guy, you know, um, and doing things in the red zone. Um, you know, he's got more opportunities, but he's certainly finding his way to get in there. And he keeps growing his game too. You know, I loved how... You know, everyone's talked about how our running backs need to be versatile. I think all these guys are seeing that if they can be versatile, you know, Richard uh, catching the ball and finding a way in the passing game to get in the end zone. Um, I think that that's uh, that's uh, that's what our guys see, and they know that they can do more things than just get the ball handed off to them. Is that the situation with like people like Dumas and Sunday? Do they need to learn how to be receivers, things like that? How, how do they get in the mix eventually? Yeah, and there comes a point where there's just so many guys that. Uh, it's hard to, right? You know, if you're beyond number three or four, it's hard to get in there. So, and, um, you know, um, those guys, they're doing a great job. They're developing, um, uh, working through a little injury ding here and there, uh, maybe along the way, but uh, they're working hard and um, back getting back to healthy. So, uh, you know, there's just, there's so many guys that right now in that running back room um, that are doing a good job and um, it's hard for, Guys further down to 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 have that have many opportunities. Dumas didn't have any receptions at all last year in New Mexico, um, but was that something that he's had to has had to deal with? 
Um, I think when I think of Aaron, I mean, you know, we had him, we saw him all spring and uh, some in the fall, you know, and so um, having him as far as being a receiver out of the backfield um, isn't something I'm really concerned with. Uh, he did a good job. So, and we felt that way based on, um, you know, him out of high school. We knew who he was out of high school and um, knew he was a guy that uh, could fit into our system. Where does he like Right, Penix improved the most from day one to going into this week. Where, what out of the game, where have you seen him improve the most? With, with Penix? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I think, um, um, sorry, uh, with Mike, uh, I think, um, you know, with him just in particular, I would have to say that uh, he, um, oh, sorry. I think uh, he's just going to keep, uh, you know, growing as a leader. Um, we're asking him to do a lot, and uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's we've lived up to that. I mean, he's calm, cool, collective. I've said that all along, but he's certainly um, leading the team in a in a big way. Not just the offense, but I think the whole offense and defensive sides of the ball certainly are responding to him and what he brings. And when he walks out of the tunnel each and every day onto the field, I think that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of confidence in whatever he says. I think the whole team believes in. What is what is he meant to just you as a first year coach to be able to have him here with you to kind of rely on him to not have to start with a pure freshman or a redshirt freshman or somebody that doesn't know your system? How how big of a help has Michael Penix been for for you and your one? Yeah, I mean it's it, it certainly made life a lot easier. Um, he, uh, you know, knew the offense and um, you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get a guy that just isn't going to all of a sudden do something that was told, that's totally unexpected, um, just, you know, with his character. And, um, you know, I knew the production would be there as far as, you know, his ability to put the ball where it needs to go. Um, he's accurate. Uh, he gives you that deep threat. Um, he's mobile enough to keep plays alive, keep size downfield. Um, he's just all of his his intangibles um, were things that I knew would come to come to light. You know, we just needed to keep him protected. He needed to stay healthy. I think those were the, the biggest questions that we were wondering about going into the year. And, you know, um, he's done a great job preparing his body and um, been smart when he's on the football field. And that's allowed him to make the plays. And, um, you know, a lot of it's just the confidence continues to grow. You know, as confident as I think he was in himself, um, I think he's learned a lot about himself as well. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. 
Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.